0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the podcast for the 21st century. For military spouses, by military spouses about military spouses and their world. Welcome to another edition of the critically acclaimed, always fresh, never boring, Military Spouse Spouse. Here's your host, Susan Reynolds, and co-host, Dave Etter. There. There you go, there's Susan, she's dancing. Hello, Dave. Good morning, good morning, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Do you remember just popped into my head when I said, hello, Dave. Do you remember in the Animaniacs when they would go, hello, nurse? That's exactly how I just said it. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Dave. That's that's it. That's it. What are we going to do today, Pinky? Try to take over the
0: world.
3: (laughs) That's
1: right. Hey, we got us a great show coming up here. We got uh, MJ Boyce is going to be joining us and talking about all things with the National Military Family Association. Yes. I yes. That, right? I'm right. i have very okay. excited. MJ, okay, cool. are you there, hon? I'm here. Can you hear me okay?
2: We you're can. You're a little choppy, lady. You're a little choppy. Uh, yes, let it's me the phone. Back. I'm going
0: to try back right now.
2: Okay. okay. Well, you're, while you're doing we're gonna that. We're going to give a I'm... history of NMFA, okay? So, well, we're going like to give commercial first. Yes, first the commercial,
1: yes. Yes. Okay. Back in 30 seconds. Okay. When I'm with the fleet, I'm known as Petty Officer Lopez. But at home... Honey, can
0: you get this down for me?
1: I'm just Tony, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance. To protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women, call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote. Or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. Okay, back on Spouse Spouts episode 53. 53 episodes. Wow. Holy bananas. We're, we're, we're just we're, chugging we're, along, dude. We are chugging along. That means, I like it. Now, if, even though uh, if we took a little bit of time off a few months ago, so that yes. doesn't mean we've been at it for 12 months now, because 52 weeks would be. 12 would be a full year in week-wise. It's actually more than that because we are now, what, in our, like, uh, 14th, 15th month, right? Yes. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you have
2: it. There you have it. So today we have the national – we have MJ Boyce, who's on the communications Mm -hmm. uh, team from the National Military Family Association, on the show today. She's having some technical difficulties which I find somewhat ironic since she's on the communication staff. But, you know, I don't know. I just find, you know, that just cracks me up for some reason. Oh, that but, is funny. Um, it is funny. But I, I have to say, and this is, um, uh, you know, not a spouse-spouse endorsement if, you know, we want to do things like that, but I don't care if we do. Um, I absolutely adore the National Military Family Association. First of all, they have this great tagline, Together We're Stronger, because they're right. But this is how, do you know their history
1: and how they started? No, I don't, but MJ's back on. Maybe she can tell us.
2: Yay, yes. Can you give us a brief history, MJ, welcome back, of how the National Military Family Association started?
0: I can. Can you hear me any better?
2: Not really, but we'll work with
0: it yeah okay okay so well first of all thank you for having me on yay um secondly so n m f a actually started by a few military wives sitting around a kitchen table yep legitimately back in back in nineteen sixty nine they um a lot of their friends uh they were very upset because a lot of their friends were losing their their service members, and financially, they were being cut off. They were, you know, back then, most spouses were wives, and wives didn't work. And so if a wife was cut off financially um, from any military pay that they had been accustomed to throughout the years, they, they were financially completely just obliterated. And so... They were sitting there around the table like, we're sick of this happening to our friends. This is not okay. This is not okay. And so they decided to do something about it. And they worked together. And through the years, it took them a long time. But the reason why we have the Survivor Benefit Program today, the reason why the SBP exists, is because of those women sitting around that table saying, this is not okay. And NMFA grew from there.
2: That's so cool. Well, you want to hear something really interesting, MJ, because you like history like I do. A few years ago, when I was still writing for the Fayetteville Observer, I stumbled across something on the Air Force, the U.S. Air Force's website, about women in the Air Force. And there it was, 1972, this this really interesting Supreme Court case. And I looked at it, and I was like, what are they talking about, this Supreme Court case? This woman actually sued the Department of Defense, this airman, this, this lieutenant in the United States Air Force sued the Department of Defense. Yeah, she sure did. The, the laws were really strange back then about women, military spouses, and active duty women working, and their benefits that they were entitled to. And one of the big hush-hush um laws that had been had been placed on the Department of Defense was if your spouse out earned your military pay you would lose your housing allowance.
1: Yes, I remember that. I remember hearing yes. about that.
2: Yeah. And this woman uh this airman this lieutenant she said, "Well, that's wrong. I'm the same I'm an airman too. My husband is going to earn more than me. It's 1969." That's just how it is. He's going to earn more than me. So she, she sued Department of Defense, right? But right around that time, NMFA was stepping up to the plate and saying, we need survivor benefits because we have these very strange laws placed only on the Department of Defense. And it actually is inhibitive. It inhibits our families from growing. And so it's really interesting, that timeline and how these, uh, these, these histories are walking side by side in the history books together, where um, this, the airman, she stepped up to the plate for all female service members, and NMFA stepped up to the plate for all spouses and dependents. And I love that. I don't know if you knew that. So I'll have to, I'll have to one day, I'll have to look up the article and send it to you. It's really interesting. So thank you for that history. You never knew that? (laughs) I didn't. I I love learning from you. Oh, thank you. I probably should have stuck with history teaching.
1: (laughs) Uh, But that's all ancient history now. (laughs) Pun Dave. Dave with the pun. But
2: NMFA, what, what people don't understand about NMFA is that they have grown substantially throughout the years. And I'm sitting here on their website right now looking at their timeline, which is really nice. I don't know who did this website, but it's really, really nice. Tell them thank you. Uh, it's, it's great. It's, I love looking at it. And, um, and you can see how they are transitioning, and you can see how NMFA is stepping up every time, uh, calling things out in a positive yet forceful manner you can see where they are completely defending families and I love that and um but they also do something that I think is wonderful and they they get volunteers at the local installation can you tell me a little bit more about that mj about our volunteers yes okay <laughs> well yes yeah. Because it's the national
0: military family association, not just the D.C. military association. Because, you know, a lot of, we're the hub here. This is where we're located, uh, right outside the heart of D.C., um, because this is where Capitol Hill is, and we need close proximity, but we we are a national program, and we are everywhere. We are everywhere. You know, I'm, I'm a military spouse, too, and I'm the, one of the first organizations I ever heard about was, from a variety of backgrounds, just like, you know, every other spouse. And one of the things that, um, that makes them unique to us is that they are our boots on the ground. So if something's going on uh, at a specific installation that's just not cool, They are event-driven, and they hang out with our tables, and they push our information, or they just collect those stories that we need um, our elected representatives here. hear. They are the boots on the ground. They are the foundation of NMFA. I
2: love that. I love that. I volunteered with M- NMFA. I don't know if you know this. I volunteered with them for over three years.
0: That is amazing. And What did you think? What are your thoughts?
2: It was, hands down, the best organization I've ever been associated with. And I'm, and I'm not kidding when I say that. Hands down. Um, I just, I remember I was at a mental health conference here in Fayetteville, and we call it Forward March, and Joyce Razor is always invited to come and speak because this is Fayetteville, North Carolina. This is Fort Bragg. We have a lot, we have a lot going on here. Um, You know, you've been here. You've seen it. And we we have a lot going on here. We have a lot of, we have a high operations tempo. We have a large military treatment facility. We have roughly 5,000 registered Army EFMP family members. That's not including the Air Force that's here or the other branches that are associated with the joint commands that are here, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, there's a lot happening in this, in this community. And I had only been with the Association for a few months, and Joyce was up speaking, and she did this brilliant, uh, brilliant lunchtime uh, speech about the potentials of of sequestration. And back then, sequestration was just chatter. We weren't really sure where it was going, what was going to happen. we I mean it was it was really just in its infancy phases. And it was so passionate. That and it was so, but it was passionate and factual. I couldn't even keep up. I couldn't. I mean, like I still have that recording to this day that I still listen to every now and then because I want to model that behavior when I speak. Because <laughs> um, I want to be like Joyce. And I, and I just I thought she she was, she doesn't look like she's scary because she's not scary. She gives the greatest hug I've ever had. Right.
1: You know, I thought that the, was me.
2: Oh, that's you too. She, well, I'm <laughs> oh. just a hugger. I judge people based on hugs. So, And I think Joyce gives a great hug. <laughs> but she really got people to sit up and listen. And I was watching the room, and a friend of mine who was the military representative for our senator, our then senator, she was sitting next to me. And we were watching everyone in the room at the same time and just seeing – the looks on their faces, and you could see the wheels turning, and I thought, I'm, I'm associated with that at a very low level, but I'm associated with, with that. That is really cool. And I don't think people understand that when you say you're a volunteer or an issue specialist with the National Military Family Association, that carries a lot of weight, that carries a, a, a responsibility as well and it carries a great responsibility and they expect things from us you all ex- have expectations placed on your volunteers and that is wonderful how else are we going to solve issues if volunteers aren't reporting back what the heck is happening at their installation right right you know and um we don't
0: we don't know what we don't know and yeah you know and 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 what's happening here isn't what's happening in Fayetteville and if something is happening in Fayetteville and it's continuing to happen and it's not an isolated incident or it is an isolated incident and it's huge, if we know about it, we can be that streamlined effect to rectifying it.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um well I remember one of our big phone calls, we used to do these um joint conference calls for our states with our with our regional representative, right? And I'm on the call and we're talking about, and I don't remember if this is the exact name of the program, but it was called the Go Army Green Program hmm. where the army here at Fort Bragg was they had this really strange way of dividing up your um your your electricity and your water usage your you know your utility use, right? And it was really a strange way of doing things. It didn't, I I had so many spouses sit and explain it to me, and I still had this really odd look on my face where what they were saying to me seriously made no sense. And thank goodness my district, my district person understood what I was saying because it's seriously, I felt like I was speaking just like, I felt like I was speaking a, a completely foreign language that I was making up, right? And, um, I mean, I really—I was like, "Oh my gosh, I don't—is it? Does this make sense well, every, to everybody?"
0: Be honest, you, that would not be completely out of character for you.
2: No. Well That is true. That is true. But one of the a couple of the spouses that I had met with said this. They're like, "You're going to charge the army's going to charge us for our overage in our utilities that month, yet our windows." frost up on the inside in the winter we don't have energy efficient stoves and appliances and things of that nature the homes are not energy efficient we're seriously leaking air out of our homes we are air conditioning the outside and heating it in the winter time and you're charging me overage how does that make sense and i remember thinking you know you're really you kind of setting people up for failure if you do it that way, you know, like I'm going to charge you overage for your utilities, but we're going to make sure that your windows are not insulated and they're terrible. Good luck with that. You know, and um, that went up the chain and it was great to see because it was ridiculous. I mean, it really was a ridiculous notion. And I know that that is being remedied now and still being remedied because we have some really old housing here. So, thankfully, that is being fixed. But, I mean, that's a valid point. You're going to charge soldiers or airmen and their families out of pocket for something, but you've set them up for failure to begin with. Okay. You know, and... um So, yeah, I I was really excited to see that NMFA tackled something like that because not everything is a big issue. You know what I mean? Not everything is going to be tri-care reform. It is also quality of life reform. It's also making sure that the homes that we live in on housing are not moldy and so severely damaged that they should be condemned. It's those kinds of issues, too. And I love seeing – I love seeing – the National Military Family Association tackle those issues. So Dave just sent me a message that I need to ask about Operation Purple. What is it, Dave? You have it all crazy in
1: here. The, the first one is uh, uh, the first one I know is uh, Operation Purple Family Retreat in Virginia. There's the Operational Purple Buddy Camp in West Virginia, and Operation Purple Mini Camp in Colorado. Uh, MJ, talk about those.
0: So, well, actually, it's interesting because most of most of our demographic, in fact, yes. for those of, who don't know who NMFA is, they do know. They just only know us through Operation Purple, which is interesting because I'll say, "Hey, do you know the National Military Family Association?" And they're like, "Oh, that sounds familiar." I'm like, "Operation Purple." Oh yeah, my kid went to one of those camps. That was awesome, you know. And so, Operation Purple is by far one of our successful programs. Um, and it started out as camps for military connected kids to to meet other kids that are just like them. You know, there are a lot of challenges that these kids face that they don't have that, that other kids their age at their school even don't understand. And so to be around other kids who get it is extremely important for the level of confidence. I mean there's a curriculum in Structured um, camp, but at the same time, they have so much fun, and there are um, uh, military family life counselors on call the whole time. They're, they get to understand camaraderie, they get to understand military culture, they get. To For their children to attend Operation Purple, you know, it, yes, there are preferences for those who are just returning home from deployment or gearing up to go to deployment, or you know, maybe trying to find a new normal after maybe an injury or something to that effect. Um, but any kids deployable, you know, whose parents are deployable or not deployable doesn't matter. They can they can apply and they have been accepted. Um, so the family retreats that you mentioned, the family retreats are a little bit different. So know that reintegration, for instance, is an absolute pain. It's no joke. The deployment does not end after homecoming. That's not how it works. And so in in an effort to kind of assist in that whole reintegration process, um, family retreats kind of came to be. And it really does, it's more than just going camping and doing family activities to secure bonds. There, There are specific conversations that are held and what what has been found which this is weird because we know we know pain is weakness leaving the body. we know suck it up we know all of that and our service members know that more than anybody and usually they're locked boxes but at these family retreats they open up, like they've never opened up before. And it's because the environment is set to be that way. And the families leave stronger and better able to have a smoother transition because of that. Um, the buddy camps, the buddy camps are fairly new. So, we, you know, there's a lot of kids that want to attend, and maybe they're too young. Or maybe they have a special need um, that can't be met at any of the camps that we have available. Okay, maybe they need a parent or a guardian or a grandparent there with them. So the buddy camps were created to, to provide a bonding experience with that caregiver and that child, and so that that child can also experience what Operation Purple is about as well. You see, what I mean, a lot of times, you know, when the kids are younger, it's, it's harder for them to keep up with all the other kids at camp. Or if you have a special needs kid um, who might require an additional aid or just another person there. Or, hey, you might be like my daughter was when she was five and didn't want to leave my side. You know what I mean? Why should oh, yeah. they not be able to have that experience? So that's one of the reasons why,
2: why the buddy camps started. I like that because that would be Ian. Ian gets very nervous in large crowds, so he would not want to leave, he would want me there with him. It takes yeah. him a little while to open up to people. Although you, he loves so that's you know, yeah. It's kind of hard not to. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, he loves you. So, but I mean, at a camp like that, that would be that's great that you all recognize that for kids who are younger or kids who are um, a little a little anxious about being away from mommy or daddy. I think that's wonderful, and that just really shows a a, a, a very it shows how inclusive we all are. And I appreciate that as a mom, uh, who has a child who doesn't, who who really does, cling to my side some days. So, <laughs> thank you. Well, awesome.
1: So hey, I am
2: looking. What's that, Dave? Sorry. Well,
1: I was I was going to shift gears and ask about uh, the scholarship, the the various spouse scholarships that uh, National yeah. Military Family Association does. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that one.
0: See, there are several. There are several different scholarships, and um, it, it's really amazing because, you know, I was on Facebook the other day, and I saw that one of one of my friends actually was a recipient of uh, the, one of the most recent ones that we held. Because we hold we hold we hold them at different times of the year, but we also have partner scholarships um, as well that also go through different times of the year. But um, but I saw on Facebook and and that. One of my friends was just out just out of her mind, excited, and, you know, she was able to, it, it was such a burden lifted off of her shoulders and her family's shoulders to be able to have that little bit of extra money to pay for her education, um, and that's the thing, like education, there are barriers to our education, you start school in one area, and then, oh, guess what, you PCS, and now you have to start over, or over. now the career you're pursuing doesn't And out of the service, and so you're finding ways to get that. These barriers are something that MSA is trying to remove. And so by offering spouse scholarships, um, and, and they could be anywhere from $500 to $2,500. future, but to say, okay, this barrier was moved, and now I get to show what I have. Now I get to show how smart I am. And now I get to show how I can change the world. And this scholarship is, okay, I'll give you an example. We had one woman about six months ago who and, <laughs> of and course blew Murphy, a tire. Yeah. They blew, They blew not one but two tires. And then they had to use her tuition money in order to get it fixed. But her husband was like, no you're not putting this off we are going to find a way and so they scrimped and they tried and they still couldn't do it and the next day she got the call you have a scholarship it's going to cover to the penny what they
2: had to put out for the car Hmm. that's That's amazing that's That's a good story that's a a really good story that one's making me choke up a little
0: I know, it's, but we get stories like that all the time because that's our life. That's our life. Murphy is all the minute, all the time. He doesn't take a break. He needs a vacation. Go ahead and write that down.
3: <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Murphy's the not going to listen to, to us
1: Murphy's not going to listen to us because he's Irish.
3: Right.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then let's get him a. Let's let's get them a, a, an Irish whiskey or whatever it is
1: they drink. Let's, yeah, Red Ale, Red I'm Ale. I'm Irish so
0: I should know this. I, my my grandmother would probably have a fit if I didn't know any of that. Um, but we do, we do scholarships <laughs> for for career for businesses too. We offer small business um, uh, funding for career funding. We we mm-hmm. offer uh, money to help with clinical licensure and supervision. You know, because you got the whole state-to-state portable license issues that we're trying to, you know, nail down and help Congress fix and help state-to-state fix. Um, So in the meantime, hey, apply for one of the scholarships so that we can help you with your license. I love that.
2: So the scholarships, do they help with things like, um, like I want to do IEP training and special education training right I don't want to go back to school for a master's degree because I don't want to do the student teaching component I just want to go to the National Council of Special Education and do their IEP advocacy training right but it's expensive okay I I mean like I, I I'm, I'm thinking I might have to get rid of a kidney and sell it right um you know not really that's a bit dramatic sorry um but it isn't it isn't it's not cheap and it shouldn't be. It's a it's a ten month program. It's not going to be cheap. It's not something I can do, you know, in an afternoon and be like, Okay, I'm ready to go because that's not gonna happen. Does do we have scholarships for licensures like that and certification? We do have certification and license um Funds, if you you know if you apply, but if we don't
0: have a lot of times certain programs have to be approved, and if we don't, what we've started doing is partnering with other organizations to kind of offset that, right? So we okay. have the audience, we have the captive audience, and they have the funds, alternative um,
2: funding for scholarships. Ah, good to know. Good to know. And as you know, with military families and how often we move. Moving with an IEP from state to state, well, I got to tell you something. I think I would rather have my teeth pulled with no Novocaine than do that. Okay. It's that. Preach into the choir, Susan. Preach into the choir. Exactly. It is that painful of a process. It really is. And some families, depending on the states they go to, will never meet with success in that school system. And And so, you know, so, you know, it's just one of those things that you want to, you know, try to help out military families as best you can. Right. Okay. So Dave asked about scholarships. I want to ask you something. You wrote, my dear friend, a very good piece a couple weeks back about TRICARE and this new TRICARE Select. And I got to tell you something, I find it very confusing and I read Tricare policy, and I still find this confusing. Can you please break it down for us and our listeners so we can have a better understanding of what it what's going on, and you know, just just a better understanding. How about that? We'll leave it there.
1: Yeah, do okay. it definitely, definitely Barney style, because you know you're talking yeah. to Dave too.
2: Yes, yeah, he's oh, going to need a Barney so style funny. on this one too. Okay. <laughs> so here's the issue. Uh,
0: as we have it right now, the way that we work right now, the way the policy is right now, we all have TRICARE. We have TRICARE Prime. We've got TRICARE Standard. So let's say, Susan, that you don't really, you know what, you're, you're kind of tired of waiting for appointments at the, at the military treatment facility, okay, at the MTF. Um, and you just feel like you need a different level of care, so you're gonna to switch to standard. So you're gonna call TriCare. Yes. And you're going to switch from TriCare Prime to TriCare Standard. And you will now be able to choose your PCM if they're in the network. You'll be able to choose you know you don't have to have referrals for every single thing. Um, you can get the care that you needed a little more quicker. Now the depending on who you are, because this is a very personal choice that is based on, you know, individual circumstances and family circumstances. So what's good for the goose is not always good for the gander. Um, I'm, I'm good to go on TRICARE Prime. It might not be meeting your needs. So it's different for everybody. Um, so you do have to pay a cost sometimes, right? So you're going to have some co-pays. You're going to have, um, you know, some deductible, there's a, you know, there's you're going to have to pay a little bit more, but for the most part, it's negligible when compared to, say, the civilian community's insurance, right? Okay, so we got that down. Some families are like, bump it. I can't afford it. Some families are like, I can't afford not to be on standard. So it really depends. So we've got this option, right? We got this option to switch when we need to switch. Well, the new legislation. to tell us what's changing in the military and what is not changing in the military. And one of the things that is changing, specifically with the TRICARE program, because the TRICARE program is actually governed by law, and not a lot of people know that, what's changing is um, you're no longer going to be able to just call up whenever you need it and say, I want to switch to standard. It's going to be called SELECT now, TRICARE SELECT, which is just is known as an open enrollment period, which means you have a certain period of time every year to say, I want Prime or I want Select. And once you choose that, guess what? You're locked into that. So if you choose Prime and you live in an area where there's a military treatment facility, you're probably going to be sent to that military treatment facility and you're not going to have a chance to leave it. Likewise, if you're on Standard and you want to switch back to prime in the middle of the year, you're not going to be able to. You are locked in until the next open enrollment period, or unless you have a qualifying life event. That could be moving. That could be having a baby, but not pregnancy. That could be um, adopting. Um, it, it, those are There's not an exclusive list of the qualifying events, but... But um, you know, I'm sure there'll be more guidance. But here's the thing: our yes. issue is that our issue is that we can't switch when we need to. If we're not getting adequate care at the military treatment facility, if we're not getting care on Prime, we should be able to switch. So, the National Military Family Association and our government relations department came up with the proposed solution, which was, hey. Why don't you add dissatisfaction of military treatment facility care or, you know, medical care or adequate care as a qualifying life event? So if that were the case, I could, be, I could call strike if I'm not getting seen when I should be getting seen. If I'm not getting this treatment that I need to be getting treated, I can call here and I can say, I would like to switch to select, please. My qualifying life event is that I am dissatisfied with the level of care that I am receiving at the military treatment facility. Boom, drop, mic. So (laughs) the whole the whole issue with that is that it was taking away the choice and locking people into plans that they didn't want to. And yes, it's comparable. Yes, other insurance companies do it. And yes, civilians have um, insurance that does that. But guess what? Those civilians and those challenges as much as we do and can switch doctors or switch facilities should they
2: need to in their area. I like that because so for me this is a very I'm keeping razor focus on this I'm keeping a really I'm keeping my eye on this one as a family that is on TRICARE standard because of absolute dissatisfaction with the military treatment facility. Um, I don't want to have to Re-register every year. I want to say on Tricare standard. I'm sorry that the I'm sorry that DoD and Tricare don't like that. Um, you know, actually, no, I'm not sorry. It should be a huge <laughs> indicate. I mean, it should be actually a huge like smack across the face when families sorry, no, sorry. start abandoning the military treatment facility because they're not getting good care. That should really be a wake up call, right? It's not, but it should be. Well, you know, the thing about that, it, it should be, but again, if you
0: don't know what you don't know, um, it, it is our job. It is our job. And I don't mean our as in NMSA, our job as in military families as well, to educate those who do not live where we live and live how we live and understand our challenges. It is up to us to say to them, hey, is what is happening as an unintended consequence to your new policy on this, that, or the other, so that they can say, oh, because we want those stories. The first thing, if you go to the Hill and you present the problem, the first thing that that congressman or senator is going to say is, tell me the story behind it. So that story about the scholarship, or, or the kids at camp, or the story about an ESMP kid, Those are the stories that it is up to not just our volunteers but also our entire population to take that to somebody who can take it to the Hill and say, this is what is happening. And it's not just for us. Write your senators. Call your congressmen. Call every representative that you can because they do have some influence and they they just need to understand, and they're not going to understand unless we tell them. So that article that I wrote, for instance, It generated a lot of heat. I'm sure you might have seen that it's a very sensitive subject, especially in the way how how our country is currently polarized, right? We are a nonpartisan organization. We don't do politics. We do advocacy. But sometimes people don't see that. So because we're so polarized, everybody is going to want to agree or anything that they see on the Internet. And so it generated a lot of comments. These were my experiences. This is what happened to me on standard. This is what happened to me on prime. This is what happened to me at the military treatment facility. So all of those comments are on the blotter, by the way. They are being seen by the decision makers. They do not go unnoticed. Know that.
2: (laughs) That's good to know. That's good to know. Because I think people... I think when it comes time to, to try care advocacy, especially, I hear this frequently, and I know I've lamented this with both you and Dave. People are like, well, that hasn't happened to me. Why should I care? You hear a lot about that, right?
3: It happens, and I yeah. think,
2: yeah. And I think, well, you know what? I, I've had a lot of things not happen to me, but I still care. Right? I mean... I've had a lot of things. I mean, there are so many things I can list out, you know, list in the world right now that have never happened to me. But I still care, and I'll still get behind helping out a, a, a fellow spouse, right? Because mm. spouse and me, thats my—that's my military family. I'm gonna, I'm gonna advocate for them. I am not a spouse employment advocate. That's not what I do. That's not who I am. That's not my wheelhouse, right? But that doesn't mean I'm going to say that spouse employment is an unimportant issue, that it's a meaningless issue, because we all know that's not true. It's an important issue. You know, I, I, you know, spouse education, I have my degree, I'm looking for something else, you know, and I, never, I don't think of it as the number one issue in my household, right? But it doesn't mean for those who are degree seeking that I'm going to say, oh, don't help them. We should get rid of something so that they don't get help. No, 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 no. That's not how you do things. That's not what you do. You step up and say, my issue may not be your issue, but I'm still here in support of you. I'm going to wave at you. I'm going to hold up a sign if you want me to. I'm going to give you a hug. I'm going to buy you a glass of wine when we go out for tapas, okay? I'll do whatever you need me to do to be that good friend because that's what we need to be. My issue may not be yours, but please just don't stand in the way, you know? And what I love about NMFA, though, is they look at the big picture of all the issues out there and say, hey, we need to find uh, issue specialists and volunteers who focus on spouse employment, TRICARE, EFMP, uh, spouse education, children's education, uh, mental health. You know, you list, you know, you name it they're going to find someone and they're going to be able to rally a community. And I think that they do a very good job at bringing people together. Because again, like it is in the tagline together, we're stronger.
3: <laughs> yes, we are. Word.
2: I, I love that. It is seriously one of my most favorite taglines out there together. We're stronger. Woo-hoo.
1: <laughs>
2: How now MJ, do you write a bulk of the articles on the blog or no? What do you, Tell me more about your job. How about that? (laughs) My
0: job. Oh, my job is, nobody wants to hear about my job. Okay, I'm a writer, and, like, so I know, I'm the staff writer, and so I get to cover events and write about them. Um, And I get to research issues and talk to everybody who runs a program here or is going to the Hill, or I go to the Hill with them. Um, And I write those perspectives, but I also do a lot of storytelling um, through the eyes of other military families and so you know whether it's a piece on TRICARE and how people are being affected or you know on how your marriage is going to do during transition from military service you know things yeah. to watch out for you know those types of things yeah so it's pretty universal and um, so we have two we have our feature articles our news that's what you're going to find usually on our home page Mm-hmm. And then we also have a blog, which a lot of our volunteers write for. Occasionally some of the stuff that I write uh, goes on there. If if I'm writing something that I, I have a personal experience on or that I have seen myself uh, or personal examples that I would like to cite, it's you're usually going to find that uh, on the blog side of the house. Okay. Okay.
2: I like that. It's a great blog, by the way. I really appreciate Word. it. I love I love it when volunteers, uh, when I volunteered with NMFA, I wrote a couple of pieces too. I love it when volunteers share their experiences and um, it's just, it really helps enhance the experience of what we're going through as uh military spouses. And I think it also helps us feel like we're not so alone. It it know. does. No, you're yeah.
0: absolutely right. We, and we need that. Like, if, if I'm reading, okay, there's a blog post here, why I don't want my kids to join the military, that's something that not a lot of people talk about because, hey, guess what? We live in the military community. And so yes. it's, it's, it's interesting, and it, it did generate a lot of conversation because some people feel very bad that they can't uh, or that they yes. don't want their children to. Or they're like, well, I'm going to, I want my kids to, and here's why. You know, It generates a conversation, and that's yes. what's important is a dialogue.
2: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So what is um happening? What uh, what are you guys looking at on the advocacy side with the National Military Family Association? What's coming up?
0: Um well, we all know that Tricare reform is 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 almost here. Um oh, and our government God. relations yeah, our government relations department is, you know, kind of monitoring that closely and um and very much so, working with the Dep- Defense Health Agency and other military advocates to kind of help streamline that and make it smooth and identify any unintended consequences along the way. Um, there, I mean, we have a list of legislative priorities here that they tackle all of the time. Um, and it's and it's a never ending list. It doesn't ever end. If they're if that list ever ended, they would be out of jobs. Which sometimes they say, Hey, you know, if, if I would like to be put out of a job because if there's no more issues then, then we did something right. But yeah. unfortunately that's not always the case. Something else will mm. crop up and so every day it's something different. Every day that we're alerted it's it is something different. Um so there's a lot of different things on the radar, but um if you if you hear of uh shoot, we have the more than a spouse campaign. So yeah, our, I wanted um, to
1: ask you about that. Yeah, when are you come to Fort Bragg. Actually,
0: all you have to do I I actually just wrote a piece about it and I will shoot it over to you. All you have to do is contact our a volunteer um, coordinators here at NMFA and they will because because we're everywhere. They will work on getting one at your installation. Ooh la oh. la, Dave, you can get one overseas.
1: I would love it. Do it. Bring it over here. Uh, well, <laughs> that,
0: that would take a little finagling, so it might take a little bit longer than it would.
1: Yeah, it usually. might take some sponsorship, 2
0: I'm not saying it's impossible, so it's always good to. I'll, I'll send no. you the info, too.
1: Might <laughs> Come actually to Fort be Brad able to first.
0: Get...
2: Come see
1: Susan. <laughs> or not. Okay, what? yeah. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Just razzing you. you Just razzing you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Barb, is, Barb was listening, and Barb had a question she wanted – or or a comment she wanted to throw out there, which is really good. And I wanted to pass this on to you, MJ. She was pointing out that while you're while – you're te- teaching or helping the, the, the spouses to recognize to, to get it out there in front of the, the, the uh, uh, Congress and get it in front of uh, public officials as to what it is to be a military spouse, what it is to be a military family, that don't forget that very same speech that you're doing, that very same advocating you're doing for yourself, you need to do for your friends and your family to help them get onto the same page. And while while Bob was telling me about this, it it was just hitting me. It was going, you know what? That's right, because that is going to multiply your message when the people who care about you are on the same page.
0: Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. Barb is on point. Go, Barb. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And that's – well, like I said, you don't know what you don't know, and so – you know there's a lot of times where whether it's our military community and friends or our civilian family and friends they they want to help, they want to make us feel better, they want to contribute to our cause, but they don't know what that looks like yeah. and it can be frustrating when they say things or ask questions to us that seem just absolutely ridiculous sometimes, but they're At least they are asking them. And if they, they don't know what they don't know, so it's up to us to put them in our shoes. Yeah, Use a yeah. storytelling format. Tell it we like you want them to be in your
1: shoes. We completely expect the person that we're talking to on an official capacity to have zero clue about us, and that's why we gear it that direction. So, yeah. Uh, uh, With the more than a spouse program you've got going there, whose brainchild was that? I mean, that's pretty cool and awesome. I've constantly heard that thing, stop saying I'm just a spouse. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, it started a couple years ago, you know, pre my time here, um, and it was actually the comm department's brainchild, and it started out as, um, to get people to understand that, you know, We ourselves, if I I were to ask you to write on a piece of paper, who are you? What makes you you? People are going to have a hard time with that. That, That's hard. And so you are more than a deployment. You are more than your service member's support system. You are more than a military spouse. You are smart. You are brilliant. You can have a career. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be roadblocks. But you are more... Than this life and so it started off you know to more more towards you know scholarships and career building and it just branched out because it literally just like you said we that just i'm just a spouse what, do you, what does that even mean i'm just a spouse oh yeah i just go through emotional tum- turmoil for 20 years and then call it a day like no that's not how this stuff works like no this that's is not how it, any of this we works. are more <laughs> no right we're we're more than a soundbite we're more than the sacrifices we've made and the challenges we endure. We are more than that. We there are so much to us that we can give and give way better than anybody else. And so, and so that just kind of how it started. And um, NMFA actually partners with Military One Click for their Mill Spouse Fest, and we were invited to do kind of an advocacy one hundred one under our More Than a Spouse um, hashtag, our our program. So. Been going around, and I, I get, I, I'm really actually excited because I have a background in training, and that's, that's my jam. And so I get to go to these neat places and meet all these amazing military spouses and kind of say, here's what it looks like to advocate. Yes, you can probably fly off the handle. Really just ask yourself, what results are you trying to get? And then go from there in terms of how you're going to advocate for not just yourself but your
1: kids and your community. Well we're getting close I like to the I like end of, getting close okay. to the end of our show. We've got like eight minutes left. Um somebody who spent who called in who is uh wanted to ask you a couple of questions there, MJ, is one of your favorite fans. And that's Kara Loken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kara.
3: Hey girlfriend. <laughs> how are you? Hey, Kara. Good, how are you? Good. hi Susan. Hi. Hello Dave. Good morning. (laughs) So I'm just listening
1: to you guys.
3: Sorry, I got on (laughs)
1: late. You said you had a question you wanted to give to MJ because you were just as just as uh, curious and um, wanting to know more about uh, NMFA. Um, I used to volunteer for them a couple
3: years ago here um with another gentleman and it was a it was a good, it's a good program. I just didn't have enough time anymore to volunteer for lots of different places. And yeah. but it's but it's a great program. Anybody that can volunteer for them and you guys are a great ab- advocacy place for everyone so um yeah, can you tell us a little bit more? I missed a lot of it. So if you did talk about this, I apologize, because I did jump on um, pretty late. Um, how, again, how to volunteer, and and it is everywhere. Like, we're in Nebraska, and people think, like I've said before, we live in cornfields, but we still have bases um, and events. And we always see you guys at, like, Yellow Ribbon and that kind of places. Um so it's good to see you everywhere. So how can people get involved? Can you share so, that?
0: okay. Yes. Uh one of the ways you can get involved, you can go if you go to our website, which by the way is militaryfamily.org. Uh there's a get involved button at the top of the screen and you're going to click on volunteer, and there's several. You don't just have to be, you know, you don't have to be a military family member. You can be a civilian. You can be a corporation. You know, we, but if you are a military spouse and you want to volunteer for the National Military Family Association, um, okay. go, to, go to the website, and there, it's going to take you right there. You'll fill out an application, and it says apply today. You click the apply today button and somebody from our uh, volunteer coordinator office will get right back to you. And there's lots of different ways to volunteer, whether you're doing outreach, whether you're identifying and researching family issues in your community, or writing write for our blog. Come write for our blog. Please write for our blog. Get with me yeah. and write for our blog.
1: You have to know how to write <laughs> first, don't you?
0: we got editors for that. We're good. <laughs>
1: Oh Dave.
0: <laughs> how do you how, you think, how do you think my stuff passes muster? Come on now. I
1: don't know. You're, <laughs> hey, you you're, have
3: some you're, great
1: yeah, you're dynamically <laughs> awesome. Oh, you sweet. Yeah. I'm sharing the link
3: them. on the
2: Spouse Spouts page right now.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, I'll pass it along.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Dave, do we need to do program.
2: another commercial break really fast?
1: We do. We're at that point where we kind of need to get that out, of, get that uh, uh, taken care yeah. of. I mean, after all, it's a little bit of housekeeping that needs to be done. So let's go ahead and do that. We'll be back in 30 seconds.
2: When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff
1: Sergeant Cooper, but at home,
2: Daddy! I'm known as Dad,
1: and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. Okay, we're back. Uh, We're wrapping things up with Spouse Spouts number 53, MJ Boyce with the National Military Family Association. And, uh, um... Susan, back to you. Three minutes. So we have a little
2: less than four minutes, MJ. So let's do a little bit more housekeeping. What is the National Military Family Association website?
0: Militaryfamily.org.
2: Militaryfamily.org. o r g. Okay. And there we can find out. All sorts of awesome information. Because, again, this is really user-friendly. Thank you. Word. Yeah, I don't know who came up with it, but they're really very nice. Thank you. And you will I'll see. That, yeah, okay, thanks for that. And you can see at the very top, info and resources, spouses and scholarship, kids in Operation Purple, get involved. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to have you all come in down to Fort Bragg and do more than a spouse. <laughs> I'll send you the info. Yes, okay. I would love it. I'm gonna make this happen. You know that, right? I do. This is my mission now. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I'm going to share the information later on today on how to get involved. Well, I've already shared how to get involved, but I will also share the National Military Family Association website on Spouse Spout. And um I can't you know, I'm just really happy that you came on the show today because again this is to me, I feel that NMFA is one of the most prestigious, or prestigious, sorry, prestigious, <laughs> prestigious. Uh, military family organizations. This is, uh, these are, I've written about them before, I call them our foremothers. Because they were women, they were wives when they started their advocacy. So they are, our, they are the foremothers and they blazed trails for us that are just, I sit back in awe. Still, to this day, I sit back in awe of what NMFA is doing. And so I'm very appreciative of the support that National Military Family Association has given to not only me personally, but to the TRICARE for Kids Coalition, to defending families on Capitol Hill, and service members, and veterans, and their families, too. I mean, they they include everybody. The seven uniformed services, actually. That's I remember that from when I was a volunteer, and I remember thinking... Seven. What? What are we talking about? And it's Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, NOAA. Is it the National Oceanic? Yep. Is it NOAA?
1: Yep. National Oceanic Association, yeah.
2: Yep. I believe there are uniformed services. And then the United Healthcare, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's a healthcare organization, and they too are a uniformed service. It's amazing. So, we're wrapping up, MJ. I just wanted to say thank you for being on the show today. Um, please come back anytime. Word.
1: Okay. <laughs> what do we got next week? Next week,
2: um, you and Kara are going to be doing the show and talking about your book. Hey, Kara, that's <coughs> what we're
1: going to talk about. We're going to talk about okay. the book. Okay. Okay. Next week, Have a good day, again, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed Bye-bye. this edition of the only podcast worthy of all military spouses, Spouse Spouse with Susan Reynolds and Dave Edder. May the rest of your day, your week, your you time be better time after spending this time with us. Until next time, coffee on.